0: Welcome Ridge family. It's good to join you again by way of live stream. Enjoy those selfies. So we appreciate everybody sending in your selfies. And so again this week we're asking you to do some creative selfies. And so we just want you to kind of think about some things. And so we're going to share one of them. I already got one creative selfie already back and that's from Tom Heinz. But I'm not going to show it to you today going to show it to you next week. And by the way, if you sent in a selfie after Tuesday, you may not have been in the video. So we didn't get all the, the uh, selfies. where We were still getting them all through the week. So anyway, my outfit today, it's PJ Day, my first ever in 41 years in ministry, having a PJ Sunday. Now, I didn't have any traditional PJs, but I did borrow some from Ron Heimer. And these are official Superman PJs, and they do have a tag on the back that says wearing these PJs will not enable you to fly, and so anyway, I'm going to try to keep that in mind as I am preaching today. I also have my Crocs on today, and I learned from T. Hill. T. Hill's quite a fashion uh, expert. T. said that when you're wearing Crocs, you don't wear socks, so I have no socks on today, but I do have my Crocs. So if you have your Bible, I want you to turn to Psalms 91. We're going to get there in just a minute. We will have the the scripture up on the screen, so we'll be able to read it together. But uh, go ahead and turn there, and you can follow along as we read. I want to, first of all, just share some of the... There's so many great things that people are sending around trying to encourage each other. During these days and I just want to share a few of them from last week. This is one of my favorite pictures Laughter is the cheapest medicine Love that picture. So I want to just share some of the uh, things that I've got on Facebook And I don't have all of them but hope to share a few each Sunday with you So number one is and this is from Bev Allen. I'm going to give you who sent it to me They may have got it from somebody else But Bev said, the truth is, it's not so boring at home. But it is interesting how one bag of rice has 7,456 grains and another bag has 7,489. That's when you know you are officially bored, when you are counting the rice. And this we found, uh, Ray Tucker. Ray, you are supposed to be quarantined at home, buddy. But somebody got your picture, Ray Tucker sneaking out to fish during the home quarantine. I don't know who took the picture. I heard it was Gary Camper, but I'm not quite sure. But Ray, nice invention, nice invention there. So Ray Tucker out fishing. Lynn Roller sent me this. She says, are tortillas flushable? She was asking for a friend. Well, Lynn, I want to tell you, I Googled that, and according to Google, they are not flushable. They will stop up your toilet. That may explain why the plumbers were out at your house on Monday, all right? So, Dieter, no tortillas, all right, no tortillas. All right, this is from Ed Carter, pastor at Calvary Baptist in Bourbon. He said, and just like that, all of our pastors became televangelists. Isn't it kind of amazing? I mean, I got to enjoy so many, watching so many friends do their service where I've never been able to hear them preach. And so it is kind of crazy how we went, everybody went from being a pastor, preaching in front of a congregation, now all of a sudden we're all on Facebook and YouTube. So it is kind of funny that all of a sudden we're televangelists. And uh, Caitlin Neese sent this. Reminder 9 p.m. is the time to remove your day pajamas. And put on your night pajamas. So again, as you're hanging out at home, it's quite the attire is to wear those pajamas. So appreciate Caitlin Neese passing on that information. Last week I shared this picture, our get-along shirt. It was kind of one of my favorites. I love the expression on these two kids. And so I was thinking, you know, get-along shirt, that would be good for our politicians. And so I thought it might be nice if Chuck Schumer and Mitch McConnell got in that get-along shirt. And this week, miracle of miracles, they did come together and pass a bill. And so that's very good. And two other people I thought that would be good in the get-along shirt, and that's President Trump and Nancy Pelosi. So it would be kind of fun to see them in the get-along shirt at least a day or so maybe an hour that would be a a lot of fun and so the ridge family selfies again i appreciate you all sending the selfies and i printed off all of the selfies and you guys are on the back four pews over on my left and so we're hoping to fill all the pews with selfies i didn't put all of them in the video i wanted to share just a few of them with some creative ideas First of all, Jerry Rearson, he uh, sent his selfie with a picture, and it says, Absent from the body, present with the Lord. Now, Jerry, does that mean if you're present with the body, you're absent from the Lord? And so we've got to kind of talk about that. But good thinking. That was very creative. I'm proud of you. And then there was Jerry and Sharon Craft. They had a little sign-up saying, We miss you. And I know that probably came from Jerry because he's just got such a, uh, just an emotional heart. And so Jerry, very kind words there, buddy. And so we passed that on to our church family. And then there were some people who took selfies with the stream in the background. And I noticed uh, Seth Smith and his family over here on the left, all the way in the back is the live stream. And I noticed they were having kind of a breakfast brunch, a breakfast smorgasbord as they were watching Good idea to the Seth Smith family. And then over here on the right, I'm not sure who that is. I think it's Beth Newbold, but I'm not 100% sure. But she holds a donut up in front of the screen. Brings back all kinds of memories about our regular service here and all the donuts. So again, very creative, great ideas. And then there was Lance Butenhoff. He sent me a selfie of him sleeping All right, And so I I actually recognized his face because his eyelids were closed. So Lance, good job there, buddy. I don't know how you took the selfie while you were sleeping, but that's one of the miracles of life. And the last one, just to kind of share with you, and again, I think this came from the Newbold household, but they sent me this picture saying, Roger Johnson, sorry, man, we had some of the congregation fall asleep and the dogs are out cold on the couch. And so I am, you know, just to share with you, it's impressive that I I can not only put people to sleep that are here, but I can put people to sleep by way of television. And so that's pretty impressive. But again, appreciate uh, the selfies. We're asking you to be creative this week. Think outside the box and keep sending those selfies back to us. All right. So family time has been something as a priority And I want to just encourage you to be creative. If you have some creative ideas, share with us what you're doing, and we want to pass that on as well. So a lot of great family time, and so we hope to communicate what's going on during that time. Also, as we did last week, I want to pray for our first responders. I appreciate uh, someone sent me an email that said this. Not all heroes wear capes, but a whole lot of dedicated bunch of them wear scrubs. And we do appreciate the men and women who serve on the front lines in the health industry. And also, to go along with that, not all heroes wear capes, but a whole dedicated bunch of them wear uniforms. So we appreciate the health workers. We appreciate the men and women who serve as first responders. And while we're all told to stay home, to stay safe, they are literally out on the front lines. Now I want to take a minute and just pray together if we can. Let's pray together for our first responders, and for those who serve in the health industry. Father, in Jesus' name, we just want to join hearts and join spirits as we're watching this morning. And we want to pray for all the health care workers. We pray for all the first responders. And Lord, I just pray that you would put angels of protection about them. Just give them wisdom, Lord, in every decision they make, Lord, everything they do. We just pray that you would protect them And we just put them in your care, in Jesus' name, amen. So again, we want to continue to lift up and encourage. And so behind me is the prayer couch, as I mentioned last week. This is the couch that's in the prayer room in the back of the sanctuary. And so for me, this is kind of the centerpiece as as we're going through this time of transition. This has become very important. I like to come and just hang out in here a little bit each day. And remember to pray for my church family. So again, so many of you have sat on this couch over the past many years and prayed for the services and prayed for me. And I just want you to know we are praying for you and just praying for God's wisdom and safety for each of the Ridge family as well. All right, well, let's read Psalms 91. We read it last Sunday at the end of the service. So let's read it together again, and then we want to just talk a little bit about it and kind of break some of it apart here at the beginning. So will you join me as you're watching by way of stream today? Let's read together Psalms 91. He who dwells in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. I will say of the Lord, He is my refuge and my fortress. My God in Him I will trust. And a thousand may fall at your side, and ten thousand at your right hand, but it shall not come near you. Only with your eyes you shall look and see the reward of the wicked. Because you have made the Lord, who is my refuge, even the Most High, your dwelling place, no evil shall befall you, nor shall any plague come near your dwelling. For he shall give his angels charge over you to keep you in all your ways. In their hands they shall bear you up, lest you dash your foot against a stone. You shall tread upon the lion and the cobra, the young lion and the serpent you shall trample underfoot. Because he has set his love upon me, therefore I will deliver him. I will set him on high, because he has known my name. He shall call upon me, and I will answer him. I will be with him in trouble. I will deliver him and honor him. With long life I will satisfy him and show him my salvation. Now Psalms 91 is one of those unique passages. I would guess almost a dozen a dozen and a half people have somehow sent this passage to me, tried to encourage me during these days with Psalms 91. And it is a great, great chapter about the protection of God, about God watching over and protecting us. But I wanna go back and just think for a minute that Satan used this very passage, Psalms 91, and he quoted it to Jesus. Because some people tell me, well, because of Psalms 91, we don't have to worry about any of the government restrictions. We don't have to follow any of the guidelines because Psalms 91, we are protected. But I just wanna tell you to beware because sometimes Satan can use scripture to get us off base. Now, let me give you an example. Let's go back in the book of Matthew. You remember when Matthew was, went into the wilderness to be tempted by, the, by Satan? The Bible says one of the temptations Satan took him to the pinnacle of the temple. And this is, if you've been to Israel, this is the southwest corner of the temple complex. They believe the pinnacle of the temple would have been right up there. And if you've been to Israel, you probably had a devotion right at the base of this wall, which back in the day of Jesus, at least I've been told, was about 150 feet tall. And so while he brings him to the pinnacle of the temple, he encourages Jesus to jump off of the the pinnacle of the temple Because of Psalms 91, because God has promised to protect, therefore you can jump and God will protect you. Here's the exact scripture from Matthew chapter 4. Let's read it together. For it is written, he shall give his angels charge over you, and in their hands they shall bear you up, lest you dash your foot against a stone. Quoting from Psalms 91 verses 11 and 12. it's interesting he tells Jesus he quotes scripture to Jesus he's quoting Psalms 91 because God promised to take care of you therefore you can jump off the pinnacle of the temple I believe again there's a pinnacle of common sense I think we've got to be careful that this because God is our protector and he's our refuge our strength I don't believe God wants us to tempt as a matter of fact Jesus said to the devil you shall not tempt the Lord your God And so my heart, I'm just giving you my heart, my opinion, I believe God is our protector. Psalms 91 is a tremendous encouragement to every believer. But because God is protecting us and we're under the shadow of his care, does not mean we don't follow any practical common sense. I think it's good to follow the advice given to us by the government and still with the idea that God is protecting us. And so... Again, it's interesting that Satan used this particular passage from Psalms 91 to tempt Jesus. Let's go back again to that first part of Psalms 91. It says, He who dwells in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. I will say of the Lord, He is my refuge and my fortress, my God in Him I will trust. Surely he shall deliver you from the snare of the fowler and from the perilous pestilence. Certainly God has promised to be our shield and our protector. I want us to look at that word dwell and that word abide. Both of them are very, very similar if you do a word study. The word dwell there that's used 437 times, uh, the Hebrew word in the Old Testament, means to remain or to settle down That same exact word is also translated, inhabit 221 times, sit 172 times, abide 70 times, remain 23 times, tarry 19 times, and continue 5 times. And so the idea of dwelling means it's somewhere that we live. It's not where we come once a week on Sunday and get under the protection of God But I believe God wants us to live under his umbrella of authority. And in the same way, the word abide, very, very similar, means to stay permanently. And that same word translated abide there in Psalms 91 is also translated lodge 33 times. The night, literally staying in a spot through the night 14 times. Remain 6 times. tarry 2 times continue one time and endure one time so both words are very similar in other words psalms 91 this protection that god is offering is not just a once a week it's something god wants us to live under the umbrella of his authority and let me say this for those i know people will say to me you know we don't have to worry man nothing is ever going to hurt us we're not going to have to ever suffer under that umbrella My belief is, I'm just sharing my heart. I don't think it means we're exempt from suffering. I don't think it means we're exempt from going through trials. But I know this, that when we're under the authority of God, when we're living under the umbrella of His authority, I believe anything that God allows to come our way is 100% for our good and for His glory. So I still believe, even if we're under that authority, it's possible to suffer, it's possible to go through things in these earth suits. But again, if we're under that authority, if we're truly under the umbrella of His grace, nothing can come our way unless it first goes through the Lord. And so let me give where these two words are used in the Old Testament. First of all, in Psalms 24 David wrote this as he was talking about the person that trusted the Lord. He says this in verse 13. His soul will dwell, same word, his soul will dwell in prosperity and goodness and his descendants will inherit the land. And so again, that if we're trusting God, if we're dwelling in that prosperity, the Bible says that we're going to enjoy and inherit the land And then in Proverbs 19, the word abide here, same word used in Psalms 91, the fear of the Lord leads to life, and he who has it will abide in satisfaction. He will not be visited with evil. So again, the idea there is that if we're abiding under that grace, under that umbrella of God's authority, that we're going to have satisfaction. And here it says we're not going to be visited with evil. Now again, my heart is, does that mean we're not going to go through hardships? I don't believe so because again men and women all through the Bible went through some difficult stuff but what we know is that when we're abiding under his umbrella of grace again anything that God allows to come our way is always for our good always for his benefit but if we get out from underneath that grace and just try to live the Christian life in our own strength then I think we're going to have some other complicated issues come along all right this is one of my favorite verses and talking about psalms 91 kind of goes along with that in psalm 17 verse 8 a beautiful picture here kind of of the of the feathers of god's love the feathers of his protection and in psalm 17 the psalmist says keep me as the apple of your eye hide me under the shadow of your wings again very beautiful Picture and it's a young lady because I tell you, in life, when we get out underneath that umbrella of authority and grace, life becomes very stressful. And again, we can look around us and everything that's going on with this COVID 19, and it's literally possible to be a Christian on our way to heaven and literally stress out, to literally die of a heart attack because our eyes are on all the problems out here and not on what God is doing. When you begin to enjoy the umbrella of god's grace when you begin to understand how much he loves you and cares for you and how much he wants to protect you it literally helps that bb to come down and even though again the world is going crazy we can be at total peace because we know our abba father absolutely has our best interest great verse there in psalm 17 psalms 5 and i'm going through the book of Psalms in my own personal quiet time, and I came across this verse a couple mornings ago, and it's in Psalms 511. It says, Let all who take refuge in you rejoice. Let them sing joyful praises forever. Spread your protection over them, that all who love your name will be filled with joy. One of the benefits of being under God's protection and under his grace, it really does produce joy. Even though everybody around us, again, may be completely stressed out. And if you watch much news, you're going to be stressed out. But when you begin again to understand the protective love of God, it literally will produce a joyful praise. You'll literally be able to praise God and have a real joy and peace right in the middle of all the craziness of life. In the book of Habakkuk, the same idea, Habakkuk if you remember was asking God, "What's going on?" They were getting ready to go into captivity and he was praying for revival, and God showed him, "Habakkuk, you're not going to see revival. You're getting ready to go into captivity." And so Habakkuk was struggling, "How do I how do I live when everything is going so crazy?" And then God revealed to him in chapter 2, a verse that's quoted three times in the New Testament, and that is the just shall live by faith. He says to Abraham, even though you're going to go through some tough times, he wasn't shielded from difficulty. He wasn't protected from hardship. But God said to him that even in the hardship, the just shall live by faith. The only way you're going to survive is put your faith in me. And if you put your faith in me, if you trust your Abba, if you trust your heavenly Father, even in the middle of craziness, You can find joy on the inside of your life. And so he says the last part of the book of Habakkuk, very beautiful. Habakkuk goes from being all stressed out in chapter 1. And notice how he ends the book. Let's read it together from Habakkuk chapter 3. He says, Though the fig tree may not blossom, nor the fruit be on the vines, Though the labor of the olive may fail, and the fields yield no food, Though the flock may be cut off from the fold, and there is no herd in the stalls, yet I will rejoice in the Lord. I will joy in the God of my salvation. Isn't that awesome? He says, man, if everything out here totally collapses, that God, you're enough. That God, I will rejoice in you. The fact that you love me, the fact that you are going to ultimately put your shadow, your umbrella of protection, God, I want to joy in the God of my salvation. I want to, as we're going through these crazy days, I don't want to just survive. But I want to to experience the joy of the Lord because Psalms 91 is a beautiful psalm telling us how much God loves us and how much he desires to protect us. You know, the same idea, Jesus in John chapter 15, that word abide, said this. Let's read together from John 15. Abide in me and I in you. As the branch cannot bear fruit of itself unless it abides in the vine, neither can you unless you abide in me. And so again, there's that concept that if you'll abide in me, if we'll just stay under the umbrella of God's grace, the Bible says we will bear much fruit. So it's not about trying harder. It's not about working harder. It's about abiding, just learning to abide and rest in that umbrella of God's grace and God's love. The robe that I have on this morning is obviously all torn and tattered. And if you've been here very long, you know this is a robe that I wear that reminds me that my own self-righteousness is like filthy rags. And so as I stand here this morning, I just want to say to you that what I do in my own strength means nothing. But when I depend on God, when I rest in God and just abide in Christ, abide in His grace and His love, jesus said we can bear much fruit and so it really is psalms 91 is really an encouragement to find and experience that level of joy in the lord a chapter later jesus says to the disciples these things have i spoken to you that in me you may have peace in the world you will have tribulation but be of good cheer i have overcome the world So he doesn't tell them it's going to be easy. He says, hey, in the world, you're going to have tribulation. But in me, if you'll stay under, again, that umbrella of my love and my grace, that even in the craziness of tribulation, you will find peace and you will find grace and you will find joy. And that's what we need. The message we need to be given to brothers and sisters, it's not about getting out of the situation, but it's about finding God in the middle of the situation, and learning to rejoice in the God of our salvation. And I think that's the message of Psalms 91. You remember Paul and Silas when they were in prison in Acts chapter 16? I love how the Bible says it was at midnight. I mean, they had been thrown in the inner prison, they were in chains, and I would have been probably having a real, real sad song. But the Bible says at midnight, Paul and Silas were praying and singing praises to God. Even though they were surrounded in all kinds of bad situation out here, their heart was to God. Their heart was under the umbrella of His grace, and even in prison, even in chains, at midnight, and I like that word midnight because it seems to me the darkest hour of the night. There's no daylight, either which direction, but even at midnight, they were able to pray and sing hymns to God. I hope that God gives us that joy that in the middle of this crisis that we'll truly experience His sufficiency. And again, I believe that's the message of Psalms 91. It's not about God's going to protect us no matter how foolish we act, but I think it's about understanding we do the common sense stuff, but we experience His grace and His incredible love for us. I hope God gives us a song right in the middle of this situation. And then Hebrews chapter 4, the last verse we're going to look at this morning, the writer of Hebrews tries to encourage his readers to enter into God's rest. And by doing that, I think what he is saying is, quit striving in your own self. Quit trying to go back to the law and try to perform in order to please God. Learn to rest in what God has done for you. Learn to rest and just enjoy the abundance of God's grace and let everything you do come out of an abundance of that love. Listen to how the writer of Hebrews says it. Let's read it together. There remains, therefore, a rest for the people of God. For he who has entered his rest has himself also ceased from his own works as God did from his. Let us, therefore, be diligent to enter that rest. I believe the writer of Hebrews is saying what Psalms 91 is saying, that we need to learn to enter into God's rest. We need to stay again under the umbrella of his grace and his love and his sufficiency. Again, does it mean that everything's going to be smooth? Does it mean that we can go out and act foolishly and expect God to protect us? No, I don't believe that. But I believe that if we're we're wise, we do what we do, the the guidelines the government has given us, I think we can still claim that protection and that love. And so I appreciate my church family, love you guys. We may not ever have a PJ day ever, ever again, but I just want to remind you how much God loves you, how much he cares about you. And if you're listening this morning, and maybe you're not a part of the Ridge family, and maybe there's a void in your life, and you know that your stress BB has been at a 10, you're really just kind of stressed out about everything, I think it all begins with a personal relationship with Jesus Christ. You know, I believe that without that peace, without being under that umbrella of God's grace, I don't think we ever experience that joy that we've talked about this morning. And so I want to pray just a simple prayer. And if you're listening by way of streaming, I just want to encourage you, if you feel that void in your life and you just feel the tug of the Holy Spirit, I want to encourage you right where you are, just to pray this prayer and to pray it between you and the Lord. Dear Jesus, I realize how much you love me. I realize that you died on the cross for my sin. I ask you to forgive me. And right now, I just open up the door of my heart. I invite you into my life as Lord and Savior. From this day forward, my life belongs to you. If you prayed that prayer and you really meant business... I believe the Bible teaches in Romans, whoever calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. My prayer is that you'll contact us. There's a number here that you can call. We would love to get you some information, get you a Bible if you need a Bible. And so you can call 636-388-8771 and one of the staff will get back with you. You can call our text And we will get back with you. And so again, we appreciate you listening today. And to my church family, again, asking you to send in some creative selfies. And so we'll show some of those. And we're going to try to keep you guys and kind of share some of the things you're giving to us. And so let's be faithful. The staff, the ministry team is going to be meeting tomorrow morning. We're going to try to get out a video this week, maybe on Tuesday instead of Wednesday. So we'll find out, you know, that 15-day period is up tomorrow and so we're going to find out what's going on so we will try to stay in touch with our church family by the way just want to encourage you guys to like the video to share the video not because anything special about me a matter of fact maybe you'll be a little bit embarrassed that I'm in Superman PJs but I hope the message of the sufficiency of Jesus Christ that everyone hears and it's my heart that we all enter into Psalms 91 and experience that incredible sufficiency of God as he loves his children. Love you guys, and we'll talk to you soon. God bless.